Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. As around the sun, the earth knows she's revolving. Rosebuds go to bloom in her he made Just as hate knows love's secure You can rest your mind assured That I'll be loving you always As now can't reveal the mystery of tomorrow But in passing we'll grow older every day Just as all that's born is new You know what I say is true that I'll be loving you always Day. Just as time knew to move on since the beginning And the seasons know exactly when they change Just as kindness knows no shame Go through all your joy and pain That I'll be loving you always As today I know I'm living but tomorrow Could make me the past but I mustn't fear Cause I'll be loving you
days. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Can I get another amen? amen. <laughs> Can I get an always? always? Can I get it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, man, I like getting hyped up. Woo, always. Well, good morning again for this Palm Sunday. I'm excited to be here. Aren't you excited to be here? Doesn't it make you even more excited when you can get up and move and get your third church thing on? I was going to say your groove thing, but your church thing on? <laughs> Woo! I, I want to get right into it. I, um, I confess I didn't get a little joke to tell, but I do have a quick, a cute little story to tell, though. Um, the Saturday before Ian passed, he called me, and he, Ian, for those of you who don't know, is one of our uh, congregants who was here for a long time, and he would um, actually, he was very, very much our cheerleader. So when Lauren would say, okay, I'm passing the, we're passing the books around, Lauren, uh, Ian always made sure to let you know that there was an um, a, a envelope in there for your contribution. So I'll say it. There are envelopes in there for your contribution. He called me Saturday, and he was so excited. And I was like, hey, Ian. He was like, is today Palm Sunday? And I said, no, actually, it's in a couple weeks. I, I was, felt a little disappointed. I mean, sad to tell him that. He was really excited because he said he liked folding the palms and getting them ready for church. Yeah. So he was really excited about it. And I told him I'd bring a palm for, to him um, on Sunday. But he's, he passed away, so I'll put it up on the altar to represent him. How about that? Yeah. We'll put that up here to represent him. Yeah, we'll put that up there to represent him. Huh. So this, this uh, month, we're finishing up the Lenten season, and um, we know that you usually give something up for Lent. Did anybody give up any food or anything for Lent this time around? No? In the traditional, uh, re- you know, religions and denominations, they usually do. They bring, give something up. And actually, I, start, I started off becoming a vegetarian years ago by giving up pork and red uh, uh, beef and steak and that kind of thing. And I never went back to it, and I slowly just started taking meat out. And so I've been a vegetarian now since 2003. So that's a long time, yeah. So that's how I did it. But um, in unity, the Lenten season represents a time of fasting from error thinking and false beliefs and false actions, beliefs and thoughts about yourself and other people. reversing old um, unhealthy habits, that kind of thing. And usually you take on something that's difficult and causes you to stretch for a reason. Because at the end of the Lenten season, what happens is you end up moving into a higher expression of the Christ. You resurrect into the Christ. So what happens is you go through your own crucifixion. Charles Fillmore says crucifixion is the crossing out of those parts of your personality that basically blocked the Christ from shining through. Last week, we talked about answering love's call. And I was mentioning that love is always calling our name. Always, always, always. Because love is your nature. And your nature is always calling forth to express itself. 
And it's always pushing us to be higher expressions of love. And we talked about how the way to answer love's call is to get quiet and silent and listen. And then when you, when you get quiet, which is the first part, be still and be quiet. Because in the hustle bustle of the day, you cannot hear love calling, which is the still small voice inside of us calling to communicate with us. Jesus said, love thy father with all your heart, mind, and soul for a reason. Because we're supposed, we're created to have a relationship with the creator of our soul, the lover of our soul. And so there's this urging and this desire that's calling us forth to be that expression of the sacred love that we are in that relationship with he or she or it who created us, however it is you want to say it, because there are feminine aspects of God and there's masculine aspects of God. And when you balance them, it makes an, it, uh, an androgynous uh, expression of God, and that's what we are calling to be. And then I said that, well, God said it, that once, you've, once you're still quiet and you listen, you can hear with the ears to hear, then you obey what you're told to do, what you're pushed into doing. And usually it is to go forward in love and to release what's blocking you. So on Palm Sunday, which, which is the time that Jesus rode into Jerusalem, Jerusalem on a donkey, and he did, he did a lot of things to fulfill what, they, what was in the Old Testament, to fulfill the prophecy, and to move in, into a higher expression of the truth of what the Old Testament was. Jesus was a rebel. Jesus was the metaphysical uh, Jewish man. That's what he was. And... We are today moving into Jerusalem too, moving into peace. Now, peace exists inside of us, but you can't move inside of peace when there's stuff blocking you. No matter how many times we hear to let go and let God, it can be difficult to do, can it? Are there times when it's difficult to do it for you? I grew up hearing LG, LG from my daddy, let go and let God. Praying this and praying that, and, and daddy, I call him LG. I know, I know, let go and let God, but can you just listen in this moment? <laughs> so in those moments when we're having trouble hearing, connecting, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing because in those moments we see what we need to crucify, which is cross out, and literally you don't really cross it out. You transmute it to the truth that it is. That's why it talks about transmutation in the Bible. Transmuting is moving it into a higher uh, expression. You ever heard of alchemy? Transmutation is alchemy. It's a spiritual form of alchemy. It's moving things out of the way. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the crucifying power of love today. That's what we're going to talk about. And I still want to use the scripture... Um, that we were using last week. I got my little toy. That's the title, The Crucifying Power of Love. And the scripture that we're using comes from 1 John. It's chapter 4. Okay, Ian, we're going to have to work with this. It's chapter 4, and it's verse 17 through 18. That's what we're going we're gonna to work on today. 
And we, we already went through this last week, but I want, I want to go a little bit deeper in it. And so let, read verse 17 with me. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Now, there's a little more to that in the Bible. So I, I want you to, when you get a chance, when you get home, I want you to study these. I got uh, chapter, it's actually 17 through 18 on there. It's interesting how you see your errors, but I'm not going to crucify myself for it. I just crucified the thoughts that I'm not perfect for it. Okay, so this is actually, verse 17 is what we read. Verse 18, read that with me. Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for a fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced per his perfect love. Now, these two scriptures are very important, because... The more we walk into the two greatest commandments, love God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, the stronger we become an expression of the love that we are. And in that, fear starts to dissipate. Whenever we have these moments of fear to come up, it's because there's an area of our heart, our, our heart mind, and soul that is elevating itself up to be crossed out. That's the beautiful part of how we were created. Every time you release something, something else is going to come up to be released again. And why? Because we are in an ongoing process of moving into Christ. It does not stop until we transition into the form of invisibility. And that's when we're just spirit. We are here to keep stretching and keep moving forward and becoming stronger, stronger expressions of God, of love. Now, you ever work out? Has anybody ever worked out before? You ever worked out? You ever get to a point where what you were lifting, it was easy? You could do it one-handed. At that moment, it's time to put more resistance on there so you can stretch and your muscle, make your muscles stronger, right? That's the same thing with our spirit of what we are. It's a spiritual muscle. It's meant to expand. And so when we've gotten into a space where we're living in love, we realize we're becoming a higher expression of God because God is love. And that's what we uh, were, were reading last week was, is that God is love, and when you live in God, love, you live in God, a deeper expression of God. And every time you do, now this scripture says, and as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. What does that really mean? Seems like it's kind of self-explanatory, doesn't it? That when you live in love, God, your love grows more perfect. But this, what this really means is that the deeper you get into the expression of God, the more perfect your expression of God's divine love becomes. Because God's love is already perfect. And you and spirit are already perfect too. But there's things that are blocking you from being that perfect expression of the love that you are. And the more you move into love, the more those parts that are blocking you burn away. Now, we, we got to look at this deeply. I, I love Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, the co-creators of Unity, because they started to see the vibration of love. I have been studying love for a lot now. And I, there's this guy, his name is Greg Braden. Anybody ever heard of Greg Braden? He talks about the power of love all the time. 
He, he talks about the electromagnetic vibration and energy that comes from the heart center. He talks about being in a feeling nature and how that feeling nature can either heal you or cause issues in your body. So in the moments that we are not feeling secure, in the moments that we are angry, in the moments we're going through resentment, in the moments we're feeling disappointed or depression or any of those low vibrational feelings, it starts to slow down the electromagnetic field feel in nature, in your vibration, in your heart, and it slows down those areas in your body, and it causes things to happen in your body. He even talked about how there are satellites that are picking up on the electromagnetic field of the earth. There's two, in the northern uh, side of the earth and the southern side of the earth. And it's picking up the electromagnetic field of the earth. And sometime during 2001, I think it was, I think he said 2001. It was during the year of 9-11. Sometime during September, what happened was there were these high spikes. Because every half hour, it would take a reading and send it to the... Um, to the scientists. It will take a reading, send it to the scientists. Take a reading, send And so they started getting a path of what the electromagnetic field of the Earth was. And all of a sudden, it started spiking up high. Like, what's going on? This is way past what we've ever seen all these years. And so they couldn't get a read, a handle on what it was, right? So they said, well, let's look at what was going on in the world. Something must have been going on maybe in the world that's triggered that. They lined it up to the, where it was sometime in September, and the spikes started happening on 9-11. As a matter of fact, the spikes started happening, happening 15 minutes after the first airplane hit the first tower. It started showing the love and the empathy and compassion the world was having for those people in New York. The electromagnetic field from your heart doesn't just go out and meet and touch other people. It goes out into space. They could see it and feel it and see, the, the, the satellites could feel it and see how it spikes up and down. Now, if that, if your heart is powerful enough to do that, how powerful enough is it to do in your, heart, in your own body, in your own mind? What are you sending off in your own mind, in your own body, if you are powerful enough to send it out to the satellites? And how powerful if a group of people get together and focus on one thing? How powerful can it change the world? How powerful would it be to actually stand in a space of love in different pockets of the world to bring forth the expression of Christ? Isn't that powerful? That's you. That's you. That's you. That's me. All of us have that power inside of us. Do you know that your brain can start a helicopter? Seriously. Seriously, the power coming from your brain, and just as powerful that is, the heart is even more strong, powerful. Ten times, a thousand times more strong, stronger than the brain. So let's go further. Let's go further. When you're walking, so imagine how it is when you're walking in love. You've crucified and cleared all this stuff away, and you're walking in love. There's, there's an electromagnetic field around the world. When you become the vibration of love and harmony, you send it out. 
and the universe has to answer it and match it. The law of attraction is really the law of reflection. It's reflecting what's going on inside of you. Look at your lives right now. Look at your bodies. Look at what's going on. Where are you right now? That's a reflection of what's going on in your mind and in your heart. Are they aligned with Christ? Are they aligned with the truth of who you are? If it is not, then now it's time to use the crucifying power of divine love. Divine love is powerful. Can you imagine how much power, more powerful it is when you're intentional and conscious of what you're doing? Seriously, when you're conscious of it. There's another, there's another, I love Greg Braden. He was showing this other, this, this, and you can look it up too. It's on YouTube. I love YouTube. I look up everything. Click it in there. And it's, ah, it's there. Even books, listen to books, it's there. So, he was talking about the power of the vibration of love to heal when you pray. And he was talking about this medicine list hospital in Beijing, China. And how this lady showed up there because in the Western world, Western part in the United States, they told her that she had bladder cancer and they could not heal it. She didn't believe it. So she goes to these, this, this hospital in Beijing, and there's three, three practitioners there who emanate the power of love. They don't see you as sick or ill or anything like that. They see you as whole, and they do even more. They feel it in their hearts. This woman is whole. This woman is whole. And they use a word that sends off the vibration of what it is. So they did this experiment with her. They took an ultrasound of the cancer in her bladder, and they put it up on, a, on one side of the screen. And then they took and, and put it in real time, showed the ultrasound, and these three practitioners are on, on the side of her. She's here on the table. The, the technic, tech is right there with the, with the, doing the ultrasound. And they're saying a word that sounds like woosa, woosa, woosa. And they're going deeper and deeper and deeper, feeling from this vibration from their heart. You see the tumor shrinking on the screen. It's three inches big and it starts to shrink on the screen. That's the power of your heart. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's what Jesus did. Jesus tapped into that power to the point that even on the cross, he had gotten himself to the point he could bear the pain. I'm like thinking about this, and you got to watch what you think and what you say. I'm thinking about this yesterday before I went into meditation, right? And I'm sitting with my legs crossed like I'm a Buddha. I didn't go to Om. I didn't do this, but I was like I was a Buddha. And I fell asleep while I was meditating. And I had this dream as I was coming out of meditation where my mom was in a dream, and she passed away, so it's nice to have dreams with her in it. My sister was in it too, but my mom was in a dream. She's telling me, pray, Kelly. And I'm like, my knee is hurting really bad in my dream. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And my mom's saying, just pray and believe. Just pray and believe in my dream, right? So I come out of my dream, and my knee is really hurting. I mean, I, I, I could barely uncross my, it's hurting. But I'm like, remembered what my mom has said to me, pray and believe, Pray and believe, but not just pray and believe. Pray from your heart. Because, see, I'm focusing on the power of this, and I had just seen what Greg Braden had done, and God always has me work out my talks. Really? Before I got come up there and said to you, I got to work it out myself? Seriously? It was hurting like H-E-double, woo. 
I mean, I, I was like in, in tears. But I was like, I love you, God. I love you, God. I love you, God. I know. I love you, God. I hear you, Mama. I hear you, Mama. And as I'm saying that, I love you, God, I'm able to stretch my leg. At first, I couldn't. I'm able to. It hurt. Like, I mean, the doctor told me I was going to have uh, expressions of arthritis, but really? I wasn't accepting it. I was accepting only love. I heard what my mom said. And I was able to stretch my leg. And I have not had that pain since. And actually, it had come up into my hip, too. And I'm like, I am not Jacob wrestling with the angel. Seriously? But it's gone. And my knee is flexible, and I have not had that pain. I'm telling you, the power of the heart is awesome. Whatever thoughts, when you think about it, the left side of the body is your spiritual side. Your knee is flexibility in how you walk. Wherever it is in my mind that I was not being flexible with my spiritual walk, I released it in those prayers as I was praying. And that is what we are to do this week. Palm Sunday begins Holy Week. Holy Week is where is Maundy Thursday, where Jesus had the Last Supper with his disciples. He said, eat this in remembrance of me, drink in remembrance of me. Eating is reading the scripture. Drinking is being the scripture. And then it's Friday, represented in Holy Week. Also, Friday is in there where Jesus is crucified. I want us to study this scripture and move into a deeper expression of those moments that we feel fear. Now, see, this is the thing I love about 18. Read that with me. Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. Now, we just talked about that. We just talked about that, because anything that's fearful in your body causes some type of pain. Go to the next one. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we are not fully experienced, his, have not fully experienced yeah, his perfect love. Okay, now, I was meditating on that scripture too, and ew, God, it's so deep. I was looking at where it said that if you're afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And I was looking at the fact that being afraid in the first place is a form of punishment. You're punishing yourself by accepting these fear-based thoughts about yourself, and how you experience it is punishing you. Fear, regret, uh, depression, uh, being resented, uh, all of those feelings, they hurt. It's a form of punishment. It's a mental form of punishment. And then if you're afraid something's going to happen to you because of something you did, that's also a mental form of punishment. It's worry, concern, anxiety. You're punishing yourself through your mind. And then if that weren't enough, because of the power of the heart, Whatever illness has come from it, that's another form of punishment. How about we release ourselves from punishment? Are you with me? Yes. How about we move into the fact that we are perfect love? I am perfect love. Together, I am perfect love. So anytime those type of thoughts, any thoughts creep up in your mind, Like, for instance, I had um, this uh, young lady who goes to Detroit Unity Temple. She did my prayer chaplain training. She called me yesterday because she was walking into the um, post office, excuse me, to mail a letter. 
And she saw this lady who she called a peddler. She said there's a difference between a homeless person and a peddler. Because peddlers usually look good or whatever, but they're just still asking for money. It might be a scheme. I mean, a scam. Well, both are the same. But she said she had seen him before, her before last year. The lady had told her she had you know, her house had burned down and she needed some money to, you know, this and that. And she's like seeing the lady going in. So she didn't have time to talk to the lady going in. So she was like, I can't talk right now. So she went in to take care of what she wanted to mail. And she pulled out a couple dollars. She said, I know this lady's scamming me, but I'm going to give her some money anyway. She pulled out a couple dollars, put it in her hand. When she went out to talk to, to give the lady the money, the lady said, I was trying to talk to you. She said, screw that, put her money back in her pocket. It was like, you know what? I did talk to you last year. You told me about your problem. She said, well, then you know my situation. She's like, you know what? I can't help you. I'm gone. And walked away, right? In that moment, she started to feel bad about it. Punishment. Judgment is a form of punishment. When you judge another person, the Bible says, judge not lest ye be judged. You end up feeling judged too. She started feeling bad about it, and that's why she was calling me. Was I wrong to not give her that money? And I was like, well, if you thought it was a scam, what did your spirit feel? And then we got to the point where she was really feeling bad. She was really feeling bad because she didn't get the money to the lady because the money tick the lady ticked her off. How many times do we have it in our heart to do something, and somebody rubs us the wrong way, and we change our mind? That's a form of punishment. And it doesn't affect the other person that we didn't do it. It affects us because we're harboring that judgment inside of ourselves. So that's something that sneaks under your radar. So we're not just looking for thoughts of anger, upset, and that kind of thing. We're looking to be conscious of any moments that we are acting unloving towards others and ourselves. Anytime we do something and we mess up and we feel upset about it or we feel depressed or something like that, we're punishing ourselves. So pay attention this week and crucify it. Transmute it into the truth that it is. Where's my clicker thing? We're going to use these affirmations. Oh, well, when we transmute it, you're using the higher self. Go ahead. To transmute the lower self. And you become a higher expression of who you are in this physical. Because the personality is not Christ. But the personality can demonstrate Christ. When Jesus was Jesus Christ, he was demonstrating the Christ. When Jesus was Christ Jesus, he had moved into what would seem like a miracle, which actually is the manipulation of spiritual law. Does that make sense? Read that first affirmation with me together. Divine love crucifies the power of error thoughts in my mind. The moment you have a thought, and you'll know because you'll be upset, you'll be hurt, you'll be worried, you'll be something that's not a happy thought, a happy feeling inside. That's the affirmation we can use together. Use the power of your heart to transmute it. And then the next step, and that's a denial. That's when you're using the fourth unity principle. That's a denial. You deny the power of it. You transmute the power of it from a form that's destroying it and punishing you into a power that uplifts you. So what happens next is you surrender your error thoughts to God. So let's say that together. I surrender my error thoughts to God. And once you do that, your heart starts to shift. And when your heart shifts, love becomes what Charles Fillmore says is a healing, harmonizing 
quality of love. He says, whoever calls on God as Holy Spirit for healing is calling on divine love. He says, divine love will bring you your own. It will adjust all misunderstandings and make your life and affairs healthy, happy, harmonious, and free. Don't you want to be free? Say, I want to be free to be me. No, I'm asking you to say it. I want to be free to be me. Say it. Say it again. I want to be free to be me. Say it like you mean it. I want to be free to be Thank you. Okay, so now let's do this last affirmation together. I am healthy, harmonious, and fully self-expressed. When you're being free to be me, you're being fully self-expressed. So let's use that crucifying power of love together. As a, as a, as to get, and any time you hear somebody else, Going through their thing, because I know you know some folks who got drama. It's like me, love drama. I cruci- I, divine love crucifies the power in their mind. They surrender error thoughts. And you see them healthy, whole, and complete. Affirm it for them. Because if your power of your heart is strong enough to be picked up on a satellite, you can purify some folk around you as well. Does that make sense? Yes? Yes. I am ready to crucify my personality. Together? I am ready to crucify my personality. Now, all that means is you're transmuted again to the truth, okay? I heard you like, wait a minute, I want to crucify myself. What's going on? And I knew you were going to do that. You went into punishment phase. No. I step into the truth of who I am. Together? I step into the truth of who I am. And I'm ready to be resurrected. So when we come on Resurrection Sunday, I'm going to hear some testimonies on how you guys use the affirmations or whatever affirmation you have that you make up on your own and that you studied those scriptures so that you can move into your expression of Christ. And it's because Sunday we're going to be moving into a higher love. You ready to do a higher love with me? So when I say, bring me a higher love, you're going to say, woo No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what we did last week. I thought, you, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. I am divine love together. I am divine love. I love you guys. Your calling.